we played the exchange between you and uh, um, Merritt Stiles in the uh, in Queens Park yesterday, and it just it gets gets to talking about the amount of times schools were closed. Um, I think schools were universally closed worldwide when the pandemic started through the rest of the 2020 spring. Would you look back and do you see any window of time where you think schools should have been open when they were closed in Ontario? Well, Greg, I am minister responsible for this coming school year with the intent on keeping schools open till June. Uh, people ask us to look forward and ultimately fight to make sure their kids are better off. And I think after two extraordinary difficult years where countries and provinces were actions to deal with health, limited health capacities, uh, we now are in a position with a very high immunization rate, antivirals, more health capacity, and a significant investment in our schools to confidently get them back in much more normal, stable, and enjoyable setting. And we're proud of that. We're excited for the kids. And I want to commit to parents that we're going to ensure their kids remain at schools till June, be it from the pandemic or what feels like a never-ending labor strife uh, by teacher unions over the past 30 years. So we are going to stand up for these parents and for these kids and their rights to go to school. Would you say last January was your toughest decision? I mean, people forget the school year, the 21-22 school year, Stephen, schools were only closed for those two weeks. Would you say that was the toughest decision you had to make in the last two and a half years? You know, every decision we made along the way was uh, about following the best medical advice at the time. As I look forward to September, I think what a decision I'm very confident in is the, is the return to normal. I mean, where we can give kids the hope that maybe they didn't have over the past two years, both in Ontario and around the world, where kids really born so much of the pandemic. And that's why I insist as minister on the reestablishment of extracurriculars and sports and clubs and arts and music, things that kids like and fundamentally elements of learning that is, I think, transformational. And that's why I insist upon it. I want to see them fully restored this week. And I know everyone will rise to the challenge to give kids the opportunities they deserve. Because it's not just about academics and learning a loss and trying to get build, you know, bridge those gaps of reading, writing, and math that may have regressed. It's also about the physical and mental health of kids. And we're very much passionate about following the advice of the Chief Medical Officer of the Children's Health Coalition, which represents the pediatric hospitals. And they're all saying the same thing. Keep kids in school. And I'm telling you, folks, we will do that. The one thing I've heard from parents that I think's changed, uh, and the pandemic probably changed some parents' opinion, is there was great debate about about online learning. And I think at the elementary school level, this is what I'm hearing, and I want to know if you're hearing the same. Parents don't want it. Right. They they watched it. They experienced it. It was worse than than anyone could have imagined. And even the teachers, as hard as they worked, they don't want that. I think parents can see it in those later years in high school because those will be skills, whether it's coding, whether it's something else that can be taught at home and they, and there might be more of a hybrid work environment. Is that what you're hearing from parents? They don't want any conversation about online learning at the elementary school level. I think I'm hearing from most people that they just, they respect that they like that they have a choice in Ontario. Majority of parents, vast majority have opted to put their kids in school and that's where our priority remains making sure that it is uh, really a dynamic experience for these kids that they can actually learn skill sets relevant to their life and to future jobs. What we're trying to do this September is really emphasize life and job skills and get back to basics of learning uh, when it comes to reading, writing, and math. We have a learning recovery plan, a tutoring expansion that is literally specifically focused on strengthening the competencies that we know young people need to succeed, to graduate, and ultimately to get a good paying job. 
So uh, we think it's important the in-person learning is preserved. It is protected to your question. Nothing matters more. Young and old, depending on, you know, I don't care what your age mm-hmm. is, being grade two or grade 12, I, the same is true. These kids need that stimulation. For the small minority of kids that they may stay home and, you know, compromise families in their home, et cetera, those parents will have the choice and I will respect their decision. But I can tell you the overwhelming majority, like I'm talking 98% of kids are in school today. And that's awesome. That's where we want them to be. Laura Walden was on the show yesterday uh, from QP. And, and I said to her, so I, I got to say it to you. I don't know if there's any form of negotiation or, or seeing numbers in the newspaper or hearing them talked about on the radio that is that is beneficial to me when you're trying to strike a deal with anybody with any labor situation, closing a door and, and sort of pushing out those distractions. Is, isn't that a better right. scenario? Isn't that a better scenario? Well, well it's interesting because QP, I'm actually curious to know what she said, because that union decided um, to publicize everything we do, all the passes, all of our offers, counter offers. That's a decision they made that, for example, the other unions have opted not to do. At the end of the day, we'll roll with the punches. I just think, you know, uh, parents and taxpayers deserve to have transparency. So when we get asked uh, to make or to meet a 52% hike in pay, uh, equivalent to $21 billion, I do believe in that instance, it's in the public interest to know exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a budget increase that is equivalent right, to the combined education budgets of BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and then there's still some room to spend to get to, to $21 billion. It's huge, and it's obviously inconsistent with the majority of working people in the province. But at the end of the day, that's a decision they made, and we're just going to continue to be transparent, open, and frankly, push back against unreasonable demands on the taxpayer. Uh, when I know most people listening today were not eligible for a 15 or 17 or 20% increase a year, uh, and, uh, and likewise probably don't have the benefits, the pensions, the sick leave that, that our staff have within our schools. And I want to say to you, by the way, yeah. I'm grateful for what they do. They're doing, they do amazing work in schools, and we should celebrate them. I just think we have to be reasonable when it comes to pay. But I guess Laura Walden would say, why can Stephen Lecce put the numbers out for the taxpayers? And, and I agree with you, transparency is important, but why can you do it and, and criticize her for doing the same thing? Oh, uh, I'm not criticizing anyone. I mean, the reason why we're even talking about numbers is because that union decided unilaterally um, uh, and requested that we post everything publicly. So we are. With that said, I welcome her to put out data uh, that helps us better understand her $21 billion demand on the taxpayer. Uh, because I think as people see more of that data and it becomes more transparent, uh, it becomes more offensive. Uh, we're talking about an increase that is so significant, it's larger than the entire province of Saskatchewan's budget. So, what I'm simply saying is, you know, look, parents deserve stability. It's been two tough years. Uh, governments of the day for the last 30 years have had to fight against the uh, teacher unions, they've striked for 30 years. It's a never-ending uh, outcome, and it's frustrating for parents. I just want them to know that regardless of the back and forth and the rhetoric that happens every couple of years in this province, we're not going to lose sight of what we're fighting for, which is your kid's right to go to school, have a positive, stable, safe, in-person experience. That matters to the Premier. It matters deeply to him. As a father, we have members of caucus with children, former trustees. These people literally ran on a mandate for stability yeah. as I did and I'm sure I'm sure you that we will deliver it. 
I know we both only have about a minute here, but negotiations, a listener would probably ask, are they happening daily? And if not, why not? So we can strike a deal and, and you can get all these deals wrapped up. And so can the unions say by the end of September, yeah. are these deals, are these talks happening daily? Pretty much every single day in September, our government, the Crown, is at a negotiating table with one of the nine unions. So the answer for us is yes, uh, like an enthusiastic yes. You will remember, we were still ready through the summer Mm -hmm. because we worked through the summer. Like most, you know, that's normative. One union notably told us that they're unavailable until September, essentially, uh, because they were were unavailable and busy in the months of July and August, which is regrettable because we could have got this we could have got this uh, show on, on the way, uh, under underway. But bottom line is we are ready. We are meeting almost virtually daily, and we are committed to getting a deal that is fair for workers, good for families, that keeps kids in class, and we will fight to ensure they do that, recognizing that this September, because, you know, kids are going to school today, and I want to recognize that we've got $650 million more in, for this school year and 5,000 more staff funded. EAs, custodians, educators, to make a difference for our schools. And I think we're setting our kids up for for long-term success. So I'm excited, and we're going to stay focused on the prize, which is stability for children. Stephen, thanks very much for the time today, and uh, I hope we get a chance to chat again later in the month when uh, negotiations are further along. Thanks for this.